first thing we talked about, you and I need to exercise mercy. Give and it shall be given. If you sow mercy, you... Okay. And we said, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, nor the mighty man glory in his might, nor let the rich man glory in his riches, but let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, righteousness in the earth, for in these I delight, says the Lord. So our God, our creator, he exercises what? Mercy. And we're created in his image, so we should exercise mercy. Amen? Now go to the next one, please. Go to the next one after that, number two. There you go. The second responsibility we, we learned is we need to love and keep his commandments. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generations with those who what? Love and keep his commandments. So if you, you know, you and I exercise mercy with others, we're going to receive mercy from God. And then we need to learn to love God. Amen. Obey his commandments. We'll get into that. And and uh, let's just do a little bit of review because we talked about the love test. And this is what I want you to see. The, the first thing you and I need to learn is we need to practice instant obedience to God in his word. We said last time, if you be willing and obedient, you can take that down. If you be willing and obedient, you will what? Eat the good of the land. Is there a difference between being willing and obedient? What's the difference? Do you remember? Willingness is, comes from your heart. Obedience is an action. So you can obey when the preacher says, get to church, right? But if you come to church, like, grumpy and, I just, I don't know if I want to listen to him again, you know. You come, well, then turn around and go home. Just go home. I don't care. But if you come to church with, with expectation, Expecting the worship leader to have anointed worship like today. Expecting to hear the word of God. If you're, if you're going through something right now, you need an answer where you're going to get it from the word. Now, not necessarily, you know, I might have a message and I may, might be preaching an entirely different subject. But if you come expecting and you put a pull on the gift that's in the preacher... You'll pull out of this spirit the word that you need. You have to be hungry, amen, for the word of God. Let's go on, and, and I want to get this get through this, so we're going to go fast. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I don't need to have you turn in your Bibles. Just trust me. I'll give you the scripture. It's there. The second thing, we're, we're on a, a, a test to find out if we truly love God. The second one was this. You and I need to follow Jesus' example of dependence on God. Say, I need to follow Jesus' example of depending on God. Now, dependence means a being contingent upon of being contingent upon or influenced 
controlled or determined by something else. That's Webster's. Subordination, reliance. A being contingent upon or influenced, controlled or determined by something else. Subordination and reliance. We need to rely on God. Amen. The Message Bible in John chapter 5 in, says this. It says, I'm telling you this straight. The Son can't independently do a thing, only what He sees the Father doing. What the Father does, the Son does. Amen? What the Father does, the Son does. My father owned a shoe store. I grew up in Fairbury, and he owned a shoe store. And so my whole life was, you know, around that shoe store because my dad was a businessman. And, I, and I'll, I'll never remember as a little child, I, I'd remember my father, they had these, these, you'd sit down and you'd wait on people and he'd be taking their shoes off and then he'd put the shoe on and, and the women would prance around in their heels and come back and you'd say, how does that feel? Is that comfortable? And I grew up with that mentality and I can remember little being little and thinking, I want to do that. Not, grow, not thinking I want to be a preacher, but I, I wanted to to get involved with that. So as a young man, I he put me in the store and I can still vividly remember the first time, you know, I wanted to be like my dad and 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 sell shoes and I was I was just like this waiting on. And I remember it was a young guy and and I, all I can remember was his dad owned a store down the street and this kid was a druggie. We call him. He was a drug addict. He was a druggie. And I, I, why I was nervous, but I, I, I didn't know what, you know, I had to figure out what boot and fit and size you, they stand up on the, on this device and you figure out what size it is. Then you have to go find it and then you bring, and I was just all shook up. But you know what? The more I did it, it became a natural thing. Just like my dad, he was, he was so good. And we were at a funeral in Monroe this week, her cousin husband died and was in the Methodist church and I grew up in a Methodist church and the church was full in this funeral and all I had was flashbacks when my dad died. The Methodist church in my hometown was a big church and it was overflowing. Why? Because everybody loved my dad. I wanted to be like him. Amen. And see, we need to be like our heavenly father. And that's why I like this. The son can't independently do a thing, only what he sees the father doing. Well, what's the father doing? You look at Jesus when he walked the earth, that was the father in action. You want to know what the father's doing? Get in the word. That's his word. It's the word of God. You want to be like him? Then get in the word of God and do what the word of God says. But too many of us are independent folk, aren't we? How many of you are independent people? Raise your hand here. Raise them both. I married a very, a very, she's German, but very independent. She can do it herself. You know, and we were funny. I, I never opened the car door for my wife. I just don't. We're just, and, and you can look at me like, but I'm a good guy, aren't I? I mean, huh? 
in a hurry. So I thought it was windy the other day at the funeral, after the funeral. And so I went and opened the car, the truck door, and helped her in, got her in there. And this guy pulls up in the pickup and rolls the window down. He says, you're a gentleman. You're a good husband. And I said, yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. He doesn't know that's the only time in years I've opened the car, truck door, but whatever. But I had to learn early on, and I am still learning, that I can't live my life independent from her. She's my wife. Now, when we were first married, it was my way or the highway. And I learned after a while, it'd be my highway and I'd be hitchhiking. Because I had to learn not to live independent of her desires, her ideas. Sandy's, Sandy, bless her heart, sit in the back row. She was our secretary for years. She knew, she knew us. She still knows us. She knows me. She knows me better than some of you know me. She knows her better than some of you know her. Because she around, was around us. Independent. And I had to learn. I had to. I had to allow her to speak. I had to allow her to give me some input. Was it difficult? Yes. Is it still difficult? Yes. But I've learned a lot. We can't live independently of God. Jesus depended depended upon his heavenly Father. Now, Listen to these scriptures. Just If you want to, you can close your eyes. I'm going to read them to you. This is what Jesus said in John 5, 19. The Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. The Son can do nothing of himself. Can you say that about you and your relationship with God? John chapter 8, verse 29. I always do those things that please Him. Not sometimes, but I always, Jesus said, do the things that please my Father. Can you say that? Can I say that? John 10, 30. I and my Father are one. I and my Father are one. Are you and your Father one? John 12, 26. Jesus said, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. Are you following Jesus? John 13, verse 15. For I have, Jesus said, for I have given you an example. Say example. See, the Father was the example to Jesus. Jesus is our example. That you should do as I've done to you. And he was basically washing the feet of the disciples. That takes humility. Have you ever had your feet washed? Maybe we ought to do that. You know, some churches take that and just like anything else, they can get into a ditch and everybody's got to have their feet washed. But you know what? Back then in that culture, you got your feet dirty. 
And before you entered a home, it was just probably good hygiene and common sense and to get your feet clean. But I can remember when I became a minister, I had we were at a conference and the head of the whole organization bent down and washed my feet. That's a humbling thing. Sorry. Washed. And like my kids correcting me. You're going to be teaching for the first time this afternoon. (laughs) Now you got me all distracted just because I have a little redneck in me. And I said, washed. Wrestle. Wrestle. Right, coach? I had a great thing going here, and I've lost it. Matthew 11, verse 29. Walk with me. This is the message translation. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Amen? Let's take on his yoke. He's our example. We need to follow Jesus' example of depending on the Father. Matthew 16, 24. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Why can't we follow Jesus? Why can't we depend upon him and the Father? Because we have a hard time denying self. Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Say, follow me. Who are we supposed to follow? Jesus. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. There's a lot of people in a lot of churches that are still living for self. And I say this, we are blessed people. Kathy and I are blessed pastors because we have some unselfish people here. Amen? In these last days, I'll tell you what, spotlight's off of self. Spotlight's back on Jesus. I have a hard time with Hollywood preachers. I have a hard time with... Preachers that draw attention to self and their ministry. In these last days, it's all about Jesus. Let me read to you. (laughs) I can tell you right now, we're not going to get through this. So I'm going to finish this one and we'll quit. Because I'm not going to uh, just hurry through it because I want you to get it. Philippians chapter 2. Let me read it to you from the Message Bible. This is so good. If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if His love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, this is a community here of the Spirit. I like that. 
if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be be dip deep be dips no be deep spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Do you hear that? Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. That's so good. Say, that's so good. Read it again, preacher. If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if His love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. In these last days, folks, the church needs to be the church. I don't want to play church anymore. I could have had probably a, a huge church if I wanted to play church. But we don't play church. We want to be the church. And so you might... Through the years, people have have said, um, I'm harsh or I'm maybe outspoken or strong or whatever. Yeah, I am. Jesus was a strong individual and he, he was a sweet man, but I'll tell you what, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He could roar if he had to, if he had to, Amen. First Corinthians ten twenty four says, "Let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well being." We're coming into a time where we need we can't play church anymore. We need to be the church. And I'll be honest with you, I'm going to be teaching in the probably this year sometime. Are you listening? How to behave in church. How to behave in church. What do you mean how to behave in church? There's a a way you and I need to behave in the church body. I just read to you from Philippians about deferring, humbling yourself, agreeing with other people, even if you have to agree to disagree, but you need to learn to get along. It's not about pushing your way to the front. To be seen by others. To be heard by others. All of our attention needs to be on Christ. Working together as a team. Promoting Jesus. That's why we don't have a lot of bells and whistles at Harvest Church. We might not have. You know, I, had, I was in my dentist's office. Getting, getting my teeth worked on. Two hours I had to sit there. 
And the, and the gal says, looks at me, and she knew as a preacher, she says, do you do grief counseling? <laughs> and all I said was, you're Catholic. Meaning, go see the priest. You, you know, the thing is, people want things, but like I said, we might not ha- have every program here. That doesn't mean we won't institute some things. We're, you know, the flood really threw us for a loop, and we're starting over in many respects, and it's great. We like that because God's doing a new thing. So don't get, you know, discouraged because we might not have our youth program. We had a great youth program for many, many years And I'll tell you what, the thing we're concentrating on right now, and I'll tell you it's so important, and this is prophetic, God is moving in the area of children. And so we need to work on developing our children's ministry. We'll get to the youth. But, I, but I, what I'm saying is you might, you need to come. Or The main thing you need to come for is you need to come for fellowship. You need to come to worship God. You need to come for the word. And you need to come. If You know, you, some of you are new here. You need to come and, and have this mindset. I'm going to roll up my sleeves and do whatever I, my hand can find to do and do it with the right heart's attitude. Because it sure makes Pastor Brad's job easier when you're willing and obedient. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's not about you. It's about you and I looking to Jesus. He's our example. We need to learn to depend upon God. 1 John chapter 2, 6 says, He who says he abides in Christ should himself also walk just as he walked. I'm giving you lots of scriptures. That's why I'm reading them to you. He who says he abides in Christ. How many of you are in Christ? How many of you, Jesus, is your Lord? Then it says here, you and I should walk just as he walked. Grumbling, complaining, finding fault, stingy, greedy. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong, that's not Jesus, is it? No. 1 Peter 2.21 says, Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Stand up. I had six more and I gave you one. My dream of getting it all done today is just shot. We'll finish it, and I'll say we'll finish it next week. I want you to leave with one thing, if you can remember anything today. That you remember Jesus dependent. He wasn't independent. 
He was dependent upon the Father in every area of his life. You and I need to be dependent, not independent. Talk to God when you have a question, even if it's insignificant. The Father wants to know. Years ago, we'd go to Omaha. She'd she'd get her faith out there and believe God for a parking place. I thought she was nuts. Now, because I've learned to listen, when you go go to any place, I don't care if even in Norfolk, I I want a good parking place. Talk to God. Even if it seems silly, talk to God. He's your Father. You need to depend on Him just like Jesus depended, depended upon Him. He cares for you. He loves you. He's for you. He's not against you. His thoughts towards you are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future, a hope, and expected end. You young people, listen to me. God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose. So learn now to depend on Him. Not upon the college, not upon what an instructor would tell you. It's good to listen. But ultimately, listen to God. Get with God and learn to listen to, and develop a, that a ability to hear that still, small voice. And He'll show you. He'll order your steps every day. Talk to Him. Look at your neighbor and say, talk to Him. All the time, talk to the Father. Father, we thank you today for the Word of God, the living Word. Jesus, you were so dependent upon the Father. You didn't live your life independent of God, your Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us learn to be one with God. To depend on God. To listen to His voice. That still small voice. That inward witness. We love you. You're our God. You're our creator. You even knew us when we were in our mother's womb. You care about us. And so I pray today that everyone here will take time. Every day this week to talk to you, to listen to you, to depend upon you so we can walk just as Jesus walked the earth. We give you permission, Holy Spirit, to point out the areas in our life where we've been independent and not dependent upon you. Show us, Holy Spirit, so we can make the corrections that we need to make in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Lift your hand if if Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior. Okay. If you need prayer for your physical body today, I will pray for you. And and I, I never want to be lax about that because that's part of our covenant. If you're all well, that's good. No one here with the coronavirus. I, 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 I'm going to tell you right now, I couldn't have prayed for you if you have coronavirus. You can come up, sweetheart. You don't have coronavirus, do you? Yes. 
Father, we thank you today as she stands for Bill Ockton. We thank you. She's being sensitive to you and his need for healing today. We bind up infirmity, the spirit of death, and loose healing, health, and strength and recovery in Jesus' name. Say, I'm not independent. I'm dependent upon God. Amen. Anything else? Two weeks. Two weeks. Everyone say, two weeks. Greg Fritz will be here. Four services. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. We, we don't usually do that. But I'll tell you what, you will be fed. So change your schedule and be here. Or be square. Amen. God bless you.